What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We finna talk UFC Nashville in this motherfucker. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment your picks for the Sanhagen fight card. And as always, these will be your hosts. I'm Paul Pick and Win of Contra, and I'm joined with... Hey, man, you already know it's your boy, Kev. Water boy, boy, a.k.a. the Dom P.Y.E. And I'm stupid excited for the, this card this weekend. We going to Nashville, and I going there, too, because Dana White said, yo, hey, yo, it's KK's birthday this Saturday. Let me bring his favorite white boy, my dog, Corey Sanhagen, in this motherfucker, you feel me? But before we talk any fighting, we got to introduce our special guest, the big dog himself, representing Bourbon and Bud MMA, Big Mick Max, the Nashville native, my boy, Max. What's good with you, big dog? Hey, yeah, man. Appreciate the shout out. Uh, we're looking forward to it, of course. Uh, all the Bourbon and Bud boys are going to be there. It's going to be me, Knuckles, Alex. Um, if y'all follow us on Twitter, we're all going to be there. Um, we're looking forward to it, man. I mean, the days are counting by. It's a few days out at the time of this recording. We are excited. We're going to have Kev. We're going to have Romeo Mack. Uh, we wish Paul could join us, man. You know, things happen. It is what it is. But uh, Next one. Hell yeah. It's going to be a good time, man. I am I am on top of the world about it. Um, yeah, you can catch us on uh, on Twitter at Bourbon and Bud. Um, all of our tags or all of our handles are in that Twitter. Uh, I mean, man, we are so fucking excited for it. We're happy to, that uh, Kev can join us. Uh, we always love collaborating with uh, Totally Blitzed. We love it. Um, those are our homies. So appreciate y'all having me on here, man. We appreciate it. Bruh, I appreciate you coming. And, Paul, the next one's either going to be in London or Vegas. So, like, you got to be ready to take a flight. I'm just letting you know now. Damn, bro, you don't want me back in Vegas. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's either Tom Aspinall or we watching both. But one of these, we're going to we gonna be in Vegas. Man, but y'all boys going to be in UFC Nashville this Saturday. Does how how do y'all feel about that, bro? And how do y'all feel about the overall card y'all going to see? I know there's been a lot of changes. There's been a lot of shuffling around, new fighters last minute. But thank, I will say, thank God, a lot of these people like, did fill in, other than a lot of canceled fights. So, like, how how y'all feeling about this card this weekend? I mean, it's my motherfucking birthday. Happy birthday, everyone. Go comment down below. Happy birthday, Kev. Yeah, man. And I want to go watch violence. Me personally. I want to see some shit get fucked up. So, like, thank God they found the fill-in fighters. And a lot of fill-in fighters are not bad fighters at all. Like, even Rob Font and um, Corey Sanhagen makes a decent makes a decent main event. So, you feel me? Like, I'm pretty excited for this card. But I'm not going to lie to you. I'm lit for the Airbnb because we about to meet all the podcast homies. I get to meet Vidal Max. I get to meet Knuckles. I get to meet Alex. And I get to meet Comedian Romeo Mac. And it's crazy because we talk so much shit online. And it didn't hit me. I was like, huh, this is all going to be our first time in our It's going to be like the Spider-Man meme. And everybody's just pointing like, yo, yo, <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Like, you feel me? So it's going to be a vibe. I'm looking forward to it. What about you, Max, man? Man, I cannot fucking wait. Um, yeah, we got the Airbnb locked down. It's gonna be like, I think six or seven, six, six people deep at this point. So we're gonna be fucking having a good time there. Uh, the card itself is, I mean, 
solid. I mean, for what for what has happened with it, you know, with replacements and last minute cancellations and fighters stepping in, this and that, all that shit. Uh, I think Sean Woodson had like three or four different guys that he was supposed to fight. Now he has, finally has a fight. Um, it's 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 a solid card for what it for what it could have been downgraded to. It's a great card, and I'm excited, man. The Airbnb is gonna be dope, like Kev said. We're all gonna get to meet each other. Uh, anybody listen to this? We also said it on our uh, Bourbon and Bud podcast that'll be uh, dropping tomorrow. Um, if you're if you're gonna be in the national area for the card, hit us up for the uh, for the details for the pregame. Uh, at the Airbnb for the uh, you know UFC Nashville, uh, we're gonna have all all the Bourbon and Boy Bud Boys there. We're gonna have Kev. We're gonna have Romeo Mac, uh, Dre Miley, UFC uh, or no, sorry, uh, Bellator signee is gonna be there. We're gonna have some 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 good times, man. Grill some burgers, have some beers, shoot some shots. It'll be a good time, man. I can't wait. Uh, so if y'all wanna uh, pull up to that, just. Uh, Hit either, I guess, hit either Paul or uh, Kev up for the address or hit us up at Bourbon and Bud, at Bourbon and Bud on Twitter. Just hit us up and, uh, you know, provide hey. the address. and Hit them boys up because y'all know I don't text. Y'all know I don't text back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hit Bourbon and Bud. Bourbon and Bud MMA, just DM us on Twitter and we'll give you, you the They're going to hit details. me. I'm going to hit them back. I'm going to just send them pictures of the Airbnb. Be like, yo, that shit was lit, bro. You should have got the address. You should have I'll be there in spirit, and I'll probably be on FaceTime. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I'm not gonna lie to you, Paul. I went to Nashville a couple weeks ago to go shoot um to shoot some documentary shit, and I'm glad you're not coming, man. Because like, there's gonna be a lot of bitches, and me personally, everybody knows real men don't cheat. You feel me, niggas is faithful. You feel me? So like, I'm gonna go out there, and I'm gonna go let them know that hey, yo, there's some great strong individuals holding it down, and I'm not so like I'm gonna be there. For, uh, I, we we have you gonna live your best life. You, know, you, go, you feel me? Put you your cowboy me. hat on and go hurdle the cow. I'm bad. I didn't have time to buy a cowboy hat in Texas, and I didn't have time. Hey, dude! Once you get to Tennessee, there's a cowboy hat in every gas station. So I'm going to. I'm going it's to. It's like a G-man in Tampa. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But oh man! So that's the car, man. Let's get to it, my boys. Well, first fight knocking off the fucking early prelims. Them boys be there. Odd Osborne, slight underdog, taking on UFC debut fighter out of Kazakhstan. We had a few of them debuting this year. Uh, Asu Amabiyov. I know I probably butchered the name. I apologize already. But he's a pretty big favorite coming in as his UFC debut, minus 190. Odd Osborne's a uh, slight little underdog, but Odd Osborne is like the to me, like the tried and true. Like, if you're UFC level, you should be able to, like, he, he's a good test for UFC debut. He has wins, he's coming off a win over Charles Johnson, another good bet at the um, at the division. Uh, so if Asu Amabeyov can come in and look pretty good, I mean, it'll show that he's pretty legit. The last one, I think we had him like two cards ago. Came from Kazakhstan. They have a few. They have a few fighters coming over now after the Shavnat Rachmanovs, and then boys open the door. But how do you see this one going, Mark? Uh, Mark fucking. See, I'm used to boxing. How do you see this one going, Max? Man, uh, 
I'll be honest, uh, Odie Osborne is what he is, kind of like you said. Uh, he's kind of shaping out to be like a kind of gatekeeper of that division, especially since flyweight is, uh, you know, growing so much. You know, he does – he has a win over C.J. Vergara, which has aged well. Um, lost the Minnow Cop. <sighs> I not mean – Not a bad loss, man. Minnow Cop has kind of got that power. In yeah. He, Manel, yeah, it's not a bad loss at all. I mean, Manel Cop is probably a guy that's going to be competing for the title here pretty soon. But um, I just I, – I struggle to – it's hard for me to, like, weigh these guys that come from those – those a lot of those Eastern European and, uh, you know, uh, Western Asian um, promotions just because – who are they fighting? You know what I mean? It's hard to say. It's not like they're fighting bad guys, you know, like horrible fighters. I'm not going to say that, but it's also just – it's it's rough. Because you look at, um, for example, um, the guy, you know, Asu Almabayev. What about Azad Maxim? He was just on the Holly Holm Bruno Silva card, flyweight division. He just debuted yeah. to Tyson Nam in a split decision mm-hmm. where a lot of people thought exactly won. Like it's a very – Exactly. Similar- there you go. So his most recent win was in Brave CF, and I've not heard of that. His, his most like most of his uh, wins come pro wins come in Brave. He he beat a three and one guy with a rear naked choke. Uh, the the fight before that he won a split decision against a guy that's twenty one and ten. The fight before that he won a unanimous decision a unanimous decision a guy that's four and zero. Um, so I don't know, man. I mean, it's hard for me to to pick this one just because I don't know a lot about the other guy. I'm, I'm going to go Odie Osborne. I mean, it's just Odie Osborne is proven and tested. And, yeah, he's he's had his fair share of losses at that division. Um, and when you when you bundle up losses at the flyweight division, it's not a good look, to be honest. Um, but the division is getting a lot better, so I'm starting to take less stock and how many losses you have to those UFC caliber guys. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to probably go Odie Osborne there just because I don't know enough about the other guy and I don't real, know enough about the competition. Real quick. I'm looking at his resume back in 2017 at fight nights, global 58. He fought tiger Ulumbekov, who is 14 and two UFC fighter. He just submitted Nate Manis in, like in the first round off his last fight. Um, like, another UFC caliber guy who's like one of the like surging prospects at flyweight. And he got knocked out by him in the third round. I don't know much about the fight. I can't pull him up, but I do know he has, that's another UFC caliber guy, but he's more of a higher caliber guy. I think I kind of yeah. like the, he also, he was supposed to fight in national team. He was supposed to fight in national too. And he pulled out. That's funny. Oh yes. Yeah, so I do like the flesh blood, but I don't know the last, Fighter that came from over here that I said brought, came on the that fought Tyson Nam, he didn't look as great as his record and like the people he's fought's record made him look, and yeah, it makes me want to lean Od Osborne or what? How is Od Osborne right? Yeah, Od Osborne. But Odie. I'm looking at his record. I had never heard of the submission, but he got a Peruvian necktie win. Uh-huh. A necktie, so necktie. I ain't never heard of that. <laughs> it's a nasty sub, bro. That sounds kind of gangster. I'm gonna leave the press blood. I'm, it's no, like as as the big. It's from the north south position. Peruvian neckties from like a north south position. It's like uh, kind of like a guillotine, but your legs get involved, kind of. I guess. 
that's pretty dangerous. But everybody, I respect how you guys are rocking with Odie Osborne. The guys feeling the OGs. But I don't know, man. You know how I like them Kazakhstan fighters. You feel me? You know how I fuck with them boys. And dog, my dog's 17 and 2. Let's see what happens. Let me see what happens. If you get a, if you get a text message from me for talking shit, like I'm like, I called it. All right. Well, the next fight, there ain't even no odds on this fight just because how late of a fill-in fighter we got. Sean Woodson's taking on Dennis Bazooka in a only thing I really know is, I don't know how the fuck Sean Woodson keeps making featherweight. He's like six. He looks six three, six four. He looks like he could be hooping. He kind. He might be like six two, but I don't know. He looks. He's so long and tall for this division. I want to see how long he can continue to make this way because he's still kind of young. Any. Oh no, he's thirty one. He's not that young. He's, he's, he's six two. Yeah, he's, he's six two and he's thirty one. Yep. That's actually tragic. And what weight class is this? Featherweight. Featherweight. He also has an uh seven and a half reach advantage on Dennis Bazooka. Yeah. God damn. He, right. <laughs> He's just so long for featherweight. Yeah, I mean, um I'll be honest, I'm a I'm a guy that I, I'm I'm pretty high in Dennis Bazooka. I've been following him. I love that like so it's weird, man. I don't like Aljo at all. I cannot stand him, but I love Ray Longo and I love his gym. Ray Longo is cool. They go crazy cool right now. Motherfucker, he's a cool motherfucker too. But uh, Bazooka, I really like that guy a lot because I've seen I've seen all of his fights and in, in other promotions, just trying to get the UFC. I think he lost in Contender Series or maybe yeah, back in twenty twenty he lost yeah. the season. Yeah, okay. yeah, there you go. So. Um, He's been killing it outside of that, though. So it's like he is definitely due, you know, his UFC appearance, but it's a, it's a rough one coming in two days' notice with a guy that has, like, eight inches on you in reach. So, I mean, that's a rough one. Um, I'll tell you right now the – So he actually was on the Contender Series twice. Season four he lost. And then yeah, yeah, I forgot about he that. He came back and got a win. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I forgot about that. I don't, yeah, like, like, uh, one of y'all said, there's no odds out on it yet, but, um, I think, Paul, you said there's no odds out on it yet. Yeah, no odds yet. It's gonna be a lot of plus money towards Dennis Bazooka. I would say, like, though, sprinkle a little bit on Dennis Bazooka, but I would say that probably, uh, you know, Woodson's probably gonna win. He's not, in my opinion, like I said, he's not that special, but, uh, I, I think he gets it done. Yeah, no, if the odds are anything north of, like, plus 250, plus 300, like, sprinkle a little something because he is pretty well-rounded, and Ray Longo does have a, a world cowboy champion in his staple that he trains with all the time. So that is, like, same. We saw it whenever uh, at Pierre yeah, versus – yeah. We've seen it a few times. Diego Lopez filled in and almost beat Mozart Askelov. We've seen it on uh, with uh Longo's got his things going on man yeah Kristen Rodriguez when he upset it uh Ra- Raul Rojas Jr. like we see these guys coming from elite level gyms and they're younger <laughs> and people are hyping them up and they usually yeah. tend to look really good even if the odds don't look good look good for them so like I kind of co-signed that the odds aren't, ain't out yet but anything north of like plus 250 I'm probably throwing a little something on it Remember what happened with that uh, Sean O'Malley dude, McGee, Will McGee, I think. You know, yeah. two days' notice knocked that guy out. So, yeah. Will McGee, I think, or some shit. 
Yeah, something like that. But, uh, I mean, dude, I listen to the Anik Florian podcast pretty much every week. And they have a uh, segment with uh, Ray Longo every single week. And that dude will not shut up about how good. Um, it's fucking last it's bazooka name. It's bazooka. bazooka. And, and that's not like I'm saying he won't shut up. I'm not saying that is a bad thing because I love Ray Longo. No, the I know you're saying. Dude wants to see him succeed, man, because he's a fucking good fighter. He's a banger. I mean, Dennis Bazooka, he's a beast. So, yeah. yo. Let's see him. Let's see him get yeah, the dub. I don't, the I don't think it'll train? happen, but I would love. I would love to see it happen. I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I. I would love to see it happen. Yeah, I was hyped. I was um. I was watching um. Anakin Florian podcast. I was doing my purchase requests and shits, mm. and they was and it, he was stupid. I am bro, and I really really like bro, and I'm rooting for him. But I'm gonna take motherfucking Sean on Sean on the woods, cause like What's- I need to. I need to see this long ass motherfucker in person. Is he really like jacking the Like, does he really get the fuck off? Like, you feel me? I gotta see how long. I gotta see how this shit goes. Do you, do you, do you see a finish in this, or do you think somebody takes it all the way all three rounds? Uh, I'll probably see a finish, in my opinion. That's what we want. They can probably really. feel it, but I think this gonna be a decision fight. We see Bazooka's last uh, fights are all decisions, mostly in a. Uh, Woodson, uh, he, I think he could probably get a finish, but at the same time, like Bazooka is a good enough opponent where I don't see him going down. So, I see. I just see. Um, I just see either like this short notice. I see Bazooka getting like an early knockout or like a, a late, you know, second round, early third round, just TKO from where for Woodson. And I don't know Woodson's not much of a finisher, but I just could see it going down that way. But decision is also. A, very realistic possibility. And then we got a couple more flyweights, bro. This is this card stacked with the, the small weight classes, bro. We got some more fly, uh, flyweights here. Cody Durden, plus 160 against Jake Hadley, minus 190. I kind of like Durden as the underdog here. Like, what is he, 4-2 and two in his UFC run so far? And he was, he's only, he's lost, only lost once. Yeah. He, I think he's lost twice. Has he lost only once? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Hold on, let me check. I know he lost to Makai. Yeah, he lost to Jimmy Flick and Muhammad. Oh, shit. Mikhail. Yeah, you're right. He got the fucking flying triangle. Yeah. Yeah, a crazy flying triangle. And then he went up against the best prospect in the division by far, Makai, if people have high ceilings on him. And other than that, I mean, he's looked really good, in my opinion. So, like, I kind of like Cody Durden as the underdog here. Even though Jake Hadley is a really good fighter, he does have the submission threat. He does have um, good stand up, so he kind of can. He's kind of really good everywhere you take him. But I don't know. Durden is kind of barking at me as the underdog here. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, you know you're barking up the right tree. I would say with uh, picking Cody Durden. Um, he's a wrestle heavy guy. Uh, he's 15, four and one. I mean, he's, he's been good in the UFC. You also got Jake Hadley who's 26, a little bit, you know, obviously less, you know, experienced. Um, I think he's two and one UFC lost, uh, Alon Nascimento, uh, by decision, man, it's hard. It's a hard one. I think if Jake Hadley can stop the takedowns from, uh, 
from Durden, then he's going to win. Um, because I don't think that on the feet there's nothing that there's nothing that uh, Durden has for him. I don't think. Um, but true. but it is it is a close fight. It's going to be. I think it's going to come down to the takedown defense because I think that Durden is pretty much just going to rush a clinch, pin him against the cage, and then try to work like a single leg or a double leg. He's probably going to try to work a double leg, wrap the wrap wrap his rounds around his like. Uh, you know, wrap around around the the legs, and then if he can't get that, he'll probably try to circle into a single leg. But if he can't get that, then I don't, I just don't see a path to victory for for Durden. So I'm I'm gonna go Jake Hadley. I'm not super confident in it, but I would say that I think that he'll be okay in the takedown defense department. And I think he's gonna get the win. How you feel, Kev? You got the fucking wrestler I will say Durden shoots so many takedowns so it's like can he does he continue to pace forever or does he get, does get stuffed and just looks miserable on the feet I think it's a three I think it's a three round fight I mean if he can he can just catch if he can use his, his stand up to set up takedowns I think Durden can get the W in this one right here but that's only if he can really keep up on the feet as long as he can stay decent on the feet Make Brett guess and make Brett guess and not tell and not and not telegraph the um, takedowns. I like him. To, I like him to make something shake. And he could get another crate. And he, he needs to come back after that last knockout, so he might be a little hesitant. All right. Next fight. Speaking of knockouts, next fight. Both of these guys coming off KOs. Not that they got them, but they got knocked out themselves. Billy Q out of eight and three. My guy. Coming off the Edson Barbosa knockout, going up against Damon Axon Jackson, coming off the Dan Ige knockout. And it's just like how the mighty have fallen because Damon Axon Jackson was the co-main event in his last fight against Dan Ige. And Billy Q was on the main card with Edson Barbosa in his last fight. And now they're here in the prelims, which also should let you know how good of a card this is. Facts. But Billy King, pretty big, not big favorite, but minus 170. Damon Jackson plus 145. A little bit more than a pick him on the odds. I know I rock with Billy Q a lot, but I also really fuck with Damon Jackson. He His nickname is Axon Jackson for a reason. He doesn't shy away from giving the crowd what they want. And if there if there's any early like prediction for Friday the night, I think this might be mine right here. Billy Q and Damon Axon Jackson is going to go fucking kind of get the crowd what they need early on. We're going to see it. We're going to be talking about how lit this crowd is at home. Like, damn, but they kind of remember how Kansas city was where we're like, damn, but they're showing up for the early. Like this is going to be that fight to get the crowd pumping. Yeah. I kind of agree with that. Um, I think that's going to be the one that definitely springs it. Um, you got two guys that nobody's shooting a takedown. Nobody's shooting a takedown in that fight. Um, Billy Q. <laughs> And Damon Jackson are going to be the guys that are just going to just fucking come at you and give everything they can on the feet. It's going to be a brawl. Uh, I do see Billy Q probably winning. I hate to say that. I, mean, I don't hate to say it because I do like Billy Q, but I also love Damon Jackson, man. Like I've had like personal interactions with Damon Jackson. I've had some personal action, personal interactions with uh, you know Billy Q just like on Twitter, like on the on the feed and stuff. But like I've had some like 
personal DMs with like Damon Jackson. That motherfucker is like, he is a cool dude, man. He's a cool guy. I just, oh. I, I'd love to see him win. I just don't know if I see it in this one. Um, Billy Q is just super talented. I think he just, and maybe, maybe I'm sounding like an asshole saying this, but I think his ego got in the way a little bit in his Edson Barbosa fight, and he just got caught. You know what I mean? Like that shit happens. That just it, that shit had just happens with young fighters. So, um, and Barbosa gonna... told him like we saw the like the KO was because we saw something filmed. Like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yeah. Well, let's see if uh, let's see if Damon Jackson can expose that tendency, but maybe let's see if uh, Billy Quarantillo, you know, short up that tendency. We'll see, man. It's it's gonna be a banger. I, I agree with you both that it's gonna be like, you know, probably fight of the night. Nah, that's just gonna be hard. But I you already knew I was rooting for that boy Billy Q. That boy representing the eight one three not a soft Gracie. So yeah, but I didn't know this fight was gonna be as crazy as it is right now. This is the fight you make sure you hold your pee in for. Yeah, do not go get no beer during this fight. Sit your ass down nah. and enjoy the show. Nope. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take Damon Action Jackson. And even though I root for my guy, Billy Q, I think <coughs> you know how there's always that one guy that – like how there's the Dan Hooker to the Adesanya? Yeah. Like, I think Billy Q is the guy that people really like, and we want him to win a lot. But I also – I just don't see the ceiling as high. I do think he's more of a fun fighter than like the, um, like the real deal. But I, I fucking I, – like I said, fire tonight. This guy's going to be the guy I'm rooting for in almost all his fights. But when you said Damon Jackson or Billy Q? Billy Q. Okay. Damon Jackson, you know how similar to when Charles Jordan fought Shane Burgos and we expected it to be a war? I think yeah. Damon Jackson is going to come for the fight a little bit, but then I think he does maybe shoot a takedown. And he does have a little bit of submission threat that I don't think Billy Q has yet. And like, I, even like, I kind of, everyone fucks with the whole gym though, like Matt Frivola and Billy Q, like they're dogs. But. I just don't. I'm just not as high on Billy Q as a lot of other people are. So Fair. that's kind of like I'm rooting, especially because as the underdog pick in like a 50-50 fight, I kind I'm leaning towards the um the action man himself. Oh, I feel you, man. Like I was, I'm a big, I'm a big Damon Jackson fan. I love that guy. I picked him against uh, Dan Ige, and uh, felt that yeah. pain severely. So I feel you, man. I I do like Damon Jackson. I honestly, like, almost hope he wins. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I also love Billy Q, so it's a hard one for me. All right. We're jumping to the next fight. We got Jeremiah Wells. This is a pick and fight, really. Jeremiah Wells against Charleston Harris. But I love Jeremiah Wells. He's just so fucking big and strong. Like, he is, like, the Adonis at welterweight. Like, the way he's built, how swell he is. So, like, no matter yeah. what, I'm rooting for him. I don't care who it is. Coming off a good win against Smellsburger, I don't think it could go wrong. I think, yeah. I mean, I think uh, that's that's kind of a pick em, honestly. It's just like Jeremiah Wells, yeah, he did what he did. Carlson Harris is what he is. It's hard. They're both 36. They're like the same fucking guy. I mean, they're like the same fucking fighter. It's hard. Um I don't know, man. Sometimes you might just have to ride the heat. That boy Jeremiah Wells on a four-fight winning streak. Sometimes yeah. you just might have to sure. ride the hot hand. Yeah. 
True, true, true. I'll go. Uh, yeah, Jeremiah Wells sounds good to me because that just seems like a, a pick to me. So I'll go Jeremiah Wells just off the hot streak. We all rocking Jeremiah Wells? Fuck it. Going to the next fight. Another fight that honestly could be a really low-key banger. Kyler Phillips against Bar- uh, Rione Barcelos. Last time we saw Barcelos was against Umar and Omega Medoff. A lot of people thought it'd be his toughest test. Umar kind of blew past that test. Kyler Phillips coming off a win. And the only thing I really know about Kyler Phillips is his win over Song Yudong, which has been really well since then. The Song Yudong has, since that loss to Kyler Phillips, has looked absolutely phenomenal. Um. Yeah, I'm going to go Kyler Phillips in that one. Um, Ronda Barcelos is a good fighter. And he's, he's taking this on short notice, but you also got to consider that he was already in a fight camp for somebody that pulled out of, uh, of a fight against him. So he is in fight shape, but he's also 36 at Bantamweight. So we've seen what happened uh, recently with, with – um, Bantamweight fighters over the age of 35, they just have not fared well, especially against younger guys, and especially against a guy like Kyler Phillips. I just don't, I don't see a, I don't, I don't see a path of victory to Ronnie Barcelos. Unfortunately, I love him. He's a cool fighter, man, and I've, I've been a fan for a while. But I think Kyler Phillips is going to win. Yeah, long hair, <laughs> don't care. I fuck Kyler Phillips heavy. Barcelos. I do like him, yeah, for sure. He's dope. He's a cool guy. I would have loved to see him fight, uh, you know, Seidner, Magomedov, but it was that that was the original fight, right? <laughs> yeah, that was the original fight. I would have loved to see that fight. That would have been a banger. Why? Why? Why was the pullout again? Was it due to injury? I don't know. Injury, probably. I I'm not sure why Side pulled out, but damn, that's kind of crazy. Is Sayer in the same camp as Umar? No, no, no. So Umar is Khabib's cousin. Uh, Saeed does have the same last name, but no, they're not related. Saeed's completely separated from them. Okay. As far as what I've been able to tell. Yeah, is this boy, is this boy Kev still with us? <laughs> I was about to say. I've been laughing. Kev, what you doing, bro? <laughs> Yo, Kev, you still around for Nashville? Oh, shit. Yeah, well, <laughs> What should we do? Should I pause him? I don't know. Should we just finish the podcast and just wait till he wakes up? Keep moving. Yeah, let's keep it moving and just. All right, move. fuck it. Hey, this know. is good for views. Yeah, this is. See how long we just have a ticker. Don't listen to that. I'm gonna start the. I'm gonna start the timer. I'm gonna start the the stopwatch, and see when we when we get him back. Over All right, let's under, start. Over under five minutes. Oh, over for sure. Over. <clears throat> I got it going. All right. Well, we both got Kyler Phillips as a two to one favorite. <clears throat> I'm I'm a fucking butcher this next name. I'm a fucking butcher it. Hold on. Ignacio Bahamondes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. Ignacio Bahamondes. Okay. Bahamondes. Bahamondes. Ignacio Bahamondes. Ludovic versus... Klein. Ludovic Klein. Yep. Ludwig Klein versus Ignacio. Shit. I actually I got to see Bob Munez live at UFC 287. He was on the Yo, I think, prelims. 
That fight is a banger, dude. That's going to be an insane fight. That's going to be just fireworks, dude. I don't even know who to pick. That's one I don't want to make a pick on. Like, it's going to be so fucking good. Like, I just don't know if I can make a pick. It's taking off the main card, too. It is taking off. So, I want to make a pick, but, like, dude, it's hard. That's a hard one to make a pick on because they're both so game. Yeah, no, yeah, I, neither one shy away from. Oh, to stop the timer! Stop the timer! <laughs> oh, he bet. He's bet. He's bet. <laughs> What's the number? <laughs> <on that? laughs> What's the number? How long is out? About a minute and a half. Okay. <laughs> he saw the other side and came back. <laughs> He's like, I'm not ready for this shit yet. I'll go back to the podcast, I guess. I'm crying. Damn, but but Bahamondes is a two to one favorite though. though. I mean, Las Vegas odds is telling everyone that Bahamondes should be kind of walking through Klein, even though I know Klein ain't no pushover. But he did. Then he he just kind of coming off a draw with Jaya Herbert. And he has two decent wins, but then he fought Nate Man Maness or Nate the Train, and got submitted. But Nate, Wait. Nate, Nate Maness. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah so he he did he you know he beat Mason Jones, which is you know he's he's not in the UFC anymore. So he beat uh Devonte Smith, who is also not in the UFC anymore. Uh, Nate Landwehr beat him. He beat or yeah. So I mean yeah, you're kind of on the right spot there with. Uh, he has not beaten a single person that's still in the UFC, Ludovic Klein. That's what I'm like, like, yeah. When it comes to Bob Munez, if, if as long as you think he's the real deal, where I, mean, I, I got to see him live, he looked legit against Trey Ogden, who is, I think, your least UFC caliber fighter. He's not the best. But he's you wrong. I mean, he's done what he had. So he beat, he beat, he knocked out Roosevelt Roberts, which is like the fucking poster child of this season's, you know, tough. Um, dude, I'm gonna go behind Bahamondes. Hammer that shit. Don't even matter what the odds. Yeah, bro. At two, hammer at a, him. like minus two hundred. Like I'm telling you right now, go parlay Kyler Phillips and Bahamondes to start to end the prelims and to start the main card. And I don't think that could go wrong. Like you're probably getting plus one hundred odds. Just nice little <laughs> give me my money back when I win it. All right, I don't know shit about this next fight, so I'm going to go grab a beer while Max introduces and talks Tanner Boser versus Alexka Kamir. I can work with that. Put me on that. <laughs> the light heavyweight dream matchup. So we've got uh, Tanner Boser and Alexa Kamir. Obviously, uh, Tanner Boser is not a recent light heavyweight. He just fought uh, – his most recent was on the Holloway and Allen card. Uh, he fought uh, Ion Kudalaba, got knocked out. Um, I don't think he's going to fare much better in this one. He's fighting uh, Alexa Kamur. Uh, that guy, he's a beast uh, coming up. He only has one uh, you know, UFC fight. Um, he fought uh, Nikolai... N- Whatever his last name is, I'm not gonna try to pronounce that. But um, he does train with Stipe. He's got boxing. He's got boxing. He trains with Stipe. That's his like pri- That's Stipe's primary box, primary partner, like primary training partner is uh, Alexa Kamir. So 
he knows what he's doing to a point. So he trains with Stipe. That's his primary training partner. Um, is this kind of like the new, the new younger? I mean, even though they're both about this, I'm only twenty-seven. The new younger talent, a light heavyweight, taking on the older guard. I guess it's it's a hard way to put it that though, because Alexa Kamir has not proven himself as that younger up and coming talent. Because, I mean, the loss to Nikolai, whatever the fuck his last name is. It's not good. It's not a good one to me personally, um, because Nikolai. Nikola oh, Nikolai Nurmagomedov. Yeah, he just got knocked out by. So he did beat. But right. he hasn't he, fought since twenty twenty one. Oh shit! Okay, okay, okay. That was back guy, in yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at the guy's re- resume. It's not bad. He beat EK Villanueva. He beat he beat Kennedy Enzichukwu, who's also on the card. Right. Twenty twenty one. He beat Ehor Potieria. He's only his only loss is to uh, Carlos Olberg, and he knocked him out. But Carlos Olberg's an elite level kickboxer, so that's that's understandable. So yeah, no, I mean, but inactivity should be play a factor since twenty twenty one. He hasn't fought in a while. I, I didn't notice that. Where you know Tanner Bosa yeah. one and four. In his last <laughs> I'm pretty five. I, well. I'm I'm pretty sure he he had a. Like a nasty knee injury or something. I, I he had an injury of some of some capacity, okay. but that's more understandable then. Yeah. Uh he, he does train with uh he does train with Stipe. I'm trying to let me let me find some information, see if I can figure out why he's been out so long, because he hasn't been out for a long time. Um No, but honestly, you tell me that he trains with Steve, but he wants me to go bet him as a plus one thirty five. Yeah, they they like, that's that his, information alone. That's his, that's his primary training partner. Talent. That's that is Stipe's primary training partner is Alexa Kamur because they don't have a lot of heavyweights in that gym. I don't know, man. Stipe also fights fires. So he has double, he has double the he has double the training in. You feel me? So <laughs> I don't know. Alexa Kamur sounds like a hitter. He's on his second UFC fight. Dana might be trying to feed him to the wolves, feed um, feed him some new meat. I don't know. Tanner Bozer might die. But Tanner Bozer, but Tanner Bozer looks four. so bad. His last fight, he he, lo- he got knocked out by Kutalepa. Was it? And then Kutalepa, got, yeah, Ian Kutalepa. Yeah. His one win is the OSP Ovon St. Pierre in the last like three years. Yep. Y'all keep going. I gotta piss so bad. I got, I'll be right back. Oh, I gotta you're piss, good, bro. I'm, Horribly. Yeah, so it's not like you been on Tanner Bozer. I know, but I'm not. I'm also kind of at the sentiment where like Canadian UFC MMA was not the and and all that. <laughs> <laughs> they got Charles Air Jordan. But what about Mike Malott, the new dude? Oh, Mike Malott. They do okay. You got two nice little hitters, but Tanner Bozer is not the hitter. Tanner Bozer. Huh? He's like the C team of Canada, bro. I'm going to keep it a buck. And I don't know what flag Oleska Kumir got. This is, the, this is the first time I've ever seen this flag. And I kind of fucked with the flag alone. And I, I don't know why, but I think that's why I'm picking. Mm-hmm. And he looked kind of ripped. I'm not going to lie. Tanner Bowser is not the most athletic guy. Say less, but on to my big dog, my homie. I knew he was waiting for this one. Diego Lopez. 
the worst chess piece I've ever seen in my life. But we hate him, bro. We give respect to Diego Lopez around here. It's not. It's not what's on the chess. It's what's in it. And that's why Diego Lopez is him. He took the last fight was a was a UD that I swear he won. Took that fight. What with at the last possible second. Shout out Diego Lopez. And is he like also Tatiana's um Tatiana Suarez is um coach like BJ coach I think. Alexa Grasso, that's what it is. So Alexa technically, Aldana's coach too. Technically, Aldana's coach too. Since I technically, you want to be when we're getting specific. Mm-hmm. So he, he doesn't train hitters. He trains hitters. Yeah, but he's Gavin Tucker is no pushover. I was kind of speaking down on the Canadian fighters. Forgot Gavin Tucker was the next fight. Gavin Tucker is pretty decent. I mean, his UFC stint, he's four and two, and. It's kind of crazy to say, but Dan Ige holds a knockout win over two fighters in the like. Dan Ige has knocked out, um, got a knockout win over what's his name on the prelims, uh, Damon Axon Jackson and Damon Axon Jackson's last fight, and then Gavin Tucker's last fight was Dan Ige got knocked out also. So like both guys are leaning into this card with a Dan Ige KO, but Gavin Tucker outside of that has looked really good in UFC. Diego Lopez, though, I think he is everyone's fan favorite. So I don't know if the odds are kind of favoring him because of how good he looked in Smoglev, and maybe he's the real deal. But mm-hmm. I don't know for real. I don't know. And Gavin Tucker's looked pretty good so far in his UFC stint. 2021 was his last fight. Hell yeah. Diego Lopez uh, fought the other day. What? How do you feel about Diego Lopez versus Gavin Tucker? Um, I like Diego Lopez a lot, man. I, I like that dude. The way he showed up on that short notice fight, I had his hair, you know. I mean, what is he doing? Brazilian but, Justin Bieber, bro. He looks beautiful. Like, <laughs> to fight Mozart Evzalev the way he did, man, that was impressive as fuck to me. I love that. Um, I'm going to be heavy on him on this card because he's had a full camp. Gavin Tucker's a good fighter, don't get me wrong, but he's 37, fighting at featherweight. I just don't trust that, especially against a guy like Diego Lopez that's coming up. And has he's hungry. Obviously, he's hungry because the way he fought against the, you know, uh, dude. So it's like, to me, it's it's Diego Lopez, and it's going to be close, but I just have him, have him win. I don't know. Um, hey, I got my dog by sub. I do have to hop out, unfortunately. I uh, appreciate you all having me on. I do got to get out of here. Um, no problem. Real quick before you head out, though. Yeah. Co-main and main event. You don't have to break them down. What's your official picks? Got you. Um, I'm going to pick Tatiana Suarez, 10-0. Uh, I think that Jessica Andrade is coming back way too fast from a knockout. And Tatiana Suarez is just a beast. She's a fucking exactly. menace, man. She's awesome. Um, I think she's going to just probably work her to a decision. Uh, as far as the main event goes, Corey Sanhagen versus Rob Font. I think Corey Sanhagen is going to uh, methodically, slowly piece that man down and probably knock him out in the fourth round. Uh, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. That I think he's going to piece him up. I think, I think, I think Rob's going to land some significant strikes. I think he may even hurt Corey at one point, just like stumble him a little bit. You know, have people like on their on the edge of their seats. But I think uh, Corey Sanhagen is probably going to put him out. In the fourth round, 
I don't think Corey Sagan is going to land nothing pretty on him, like a flying knee or something bad fast. I think he's just going to volume his way to a uh, TKO victory in the fourth round. That's kind of what I'm leaning. All right. Well, appreciate you stopping by. Again, everyone go tune in the Bourbon the Bud MMA podcast. Go follow them boys on Twitter. Go give that boy Max for follow, Knuckles, Alex. Give everyone a good follow on Twitter. Appreciate you again coming by, big dog. Oh, yeah, man. I appreciate y'all for having me, man. It's always love. Kev, I look forward to seeing you Friday. Paul, I look forward to meeting you in the future, bro. Yes, sir. Of course. I'll see you in your future. (laughs) Hell, yeah. Peace out, brothers. All right, Kev. Well, we're down a man, but with the show, got to keep going. We kind of think everyone knows. I'm going to wait now. Everyone knows we're kind of leaning Diego Lopez. I couldn't hide it as much as I wanted to, but yeah, Gavin Cucker's cool, but Canadian UFC again. Diego Lopez, Brazilian, BJJ masterpiece. I agree with Kev. Give me him by sub. I don't know what the odds are, but I don't, his submission game looks super legit in that fight. It's just that chess piece. We got to do something about that. Maybe get it covered up. And then our next fight, light heavyweight, Kennedy Neshekview. Versus Dustin Jacoby. Kennedy's coming off a banger in his last fight against Devin Clark, where they were just slanging, banging on the feet, and then he gets the standing guillotine or whatever, like what fight of the night bonus. Justin Jacoby definitely looked good in his last few fights as well. I mean, it's a pick him for a reason. Jacoby's more refined, but Kennedy, in my opinion, Kennedy's got that like unhuman strength matched with his insane reach and he's only getting better on the ground in the BJJ department as long as he can uh, as long as he can keep uh, Jacoby at a distance limits the leg kicks and kind of let, plays his own game I think his power is going to be too much he's just another one of them like genetic freaks where like he doesn't have to hit you it doesn't look have to, it doesn't have to look hard for it to do power he can hit you with a little jab and you're kind of like a little stumbled now I respect him. Like you said, Brad had a banger of a banger of a fight last on um, card. The last time he fought against Devin Clark. I'm riding the hot hit on this one. Kennedy gotta get the sub. Kennedy, I'm not gonna say he's gonna get a sub, but Kennedy gonna get the dub. And then a fight that's co main event, but I'm not gonna lie, if this was three months ago, I would not have complained of this as being a main event. But Jessica and Andra, Andrada coming off of two L's to world-class talent and Aaron Blanchfield, the number one ranked, um, number one ranked strawweight right now. And Jan Exan and another top five ranked fighter at strawweight at this point. But other than that, before that, she was on the ass-beating tour, reminding everybody who she was, so don't get it twisted. But Tatiana Suarez, one fight back since her UFC debut, where she absolutely dominated, got a second round uh, submission in her first fight in four years. So, to let me know that like she's not, she she she. I didn't see no ring rust. I didn't see none of that. Like, oh, she might not be the same. She looked just as dominant. And this is the fight that I mean, I know she's pretty big on the odds, minus three sixty to uh, Andrada's plus two sixty. Biggest underdog on the card is Andrada. But no disrespect to her, but 
she's just another like if this was me going to Jiffy Lube or going to some we're going they're checking my oil real quick. That was the first fight. Okay, she looks good here. Now they're checking my windshield wipers, and that's gonna be Jessica Andrada. She, once she checks off all the boxes of okay, she's fully back. She's gonna go straight into a title fight. That is who Tatiana Suarez is. She is a title fighter through and through. She either she's fighting for either she has the belt or she's fighting for the belt. Yeah, I mean, like they said, Jessica Andrade is coming back from a knockout crazy fast. Literally May sixth. I want I will say one thing about Jessica Jessica Andrade. Since we started this podcast, she's had to fight at least five or six times. She's consistently going at it, fading consistently, never ducking smoke. But this might be early, too, a little too early. And she just lost. And Tatiana Soares is a hitter. So, like, I don't really know how this really plays out too well. And we'll see what happens. But certainly, like, she's slowly just going to become a gatekeeper in a second. Like, you're a former champion. You're nice. You're fucking people up. You're always down to take a fight. You're one tough motherfucker. But these younger cats are coming through and kill. These younger cats are coming through and getting the dubs. And it's not even that she's younger because she's had her. This is her second UFC stint. She had to retire before, or not retire. She had a crazy injury and was just out forever. Oh, but she she's ten and zero, and I'm pretty sure like eight or seven of the fights were in the UFC, and she averages six takedowns a fight. Like she she's. She's had time for that number to kind of average out back at two and three, but it's never averaged out. Her wrestling performance dominance, like she's just one one where maybe uh, Andrada doesn't get a lot of damage in the fight coming off the KO loss and not too much to worry about. But the women's strawweight division has a Habib, like, and that's Tatiana uh. Suarez. <laughs> she she's been here, done that, and I just think. Andrada's that name where it looks good on the resume as your comeback, but everyone knows Andrada's not the same Andrada from like a few years back on her championship level. Yeah, that's it. When I fucked up Rose Namajunas, just not yeah, it's not player. that same woman. But whenever you look at it, it's gonna be like, oh, it's only a year and a half after that. But in reality, we all know that's not this. She's fought like eight damn times since that fight. Like it's not the same person. Yeah, it's back. So. I'm definitely tapping on tapping talk, tapping on the Tatiana Suarez button immediately on this one. And then we got the main event here. I mean, a banger should have been Corey Sandhagen versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Medoff. Umar in this camp has to pull out. It happens. Instead, we get an, a banger of a fight. It's gonna be a stand-up war in my eyes. Corey Sandhagen versus Rob Font. We've seen Rob, Rob Font. His last fight looked phenomenal. Get a K over Giannis live in Miami, where we're at. And Corey Sandhagen last fight is absolutely dismantling Cheeto Vera and giving him an absolute lesson on what it means to be a stand-up fighter in UFC. So, Rob Font. I mean. Cannot disrespect his boxing. Definitely has one of the best jabs in the game. Got power in his hand. His chin has shown that he can take punishment. Ask Cheeto Vera. He knocked him down three times. But, damn, like, Corey Sanhagen's one tough matchup. One tough motherfucker. The baddest white boy in this, in the motherfucking um promotion. But, no, shout out sorry, to Corey Sanhagen for even originally taking the fight against Umar, and people, when people called him crazy, he said, 
Well, there's two reasons why I took this fight. One, one because I want to fight all the good fighters. If not, I'm not going to really feel like world champion. And two, because I'm a beast, bitch. So, yeah, like, Corey Sanhagen built was one of one built different. And I think that's what he's going to showcase in this fight. He's going to show that he has a lot of different skills and a lot of different ways to fuck you up. So, like, like they always say, like, I'll just submit it, Corey. Like, you had to, like, was there very, very smart because, like, that was going to be a long fight if he didn't type shit. Like, Corey Sanhagen, in my opinion, has a toolbox full of shit, and, like, his strategy is very one of a kind. And the way he looks at fighting is very pure. So I want to just, I can't wait to watch this main event live. And, like, Aljo got that submission so quick, so fast. And if Corey Sanhagen has done anything, it's at least he's gone out and proven he's deserved a second title shot. We saw Max Holloway do that when he lost the Volk. We saw um, Robert Whitaker do that when he lost to Adesanya the first time. Like, when you're a great fighter, you go out there and you go dominate the other rest people in your field to go show, I, I should continue to fight for the title because I'm going to dominate these other guys. And I feel like that's what Corey Sanhagen's been doing. Like, put me in the ring with fucking whoever, and I'm going to fuck him up. And I think that's going to see some more of that. But I'm not counting out Rob Fine. I wouldn't personally bet on this fight just because Sanhagen's such a big favorite. Like, a minus 340 is massive in UFC odds. And anything can happen. Rob Font, like if it's going to be a stand-up fight, that especially means anything can happen. And I love Corey Sanhagen slicing elbows, his unique style, super fast hands. And yes, Rafont may be slower, but we saw him piece Cheeto Vera up just as much as Corey Sanhagen did. He just didn't have as much power behind it to knock him down. He outpieced him three to one. It was 180 oh, wow. like punches to like 70 out of Cheeto Vera. And then Corey and then, Sanhagen did the same. And then Cheeto win that decision. Yeah, because he knocked him down three times. That's what I'm saying. His chin has been tested, and he got knocked down, but he kept getting back up. And now this is a five-round fight. Those later rounds, if his chin really could, like, keep up, he gets knocked – let's say he gets knocked down, like, three, four times in this fight. But fourth and fifth round, Sanhagen's kind of gassed because he's kind of did a lot throughout the first three rounds. And Rob Font's still true and steady. Just walking down, throwing the jab, throwing the hands throwing the body shots. Like, it could get a little – like, that's why I wouldn't bet on Corey Sanhagen. Like, I, I'm picking him 100%. I expect him to get a KO, probably doctor stoppage because of, like, a cut on the eye that's not good. Doctor comes in and stops it. I hmm. think it would be, like, a third third-round KO. But if Rob Font's chin took the best of Tito Vera shots, who a lot of people say has insane power, why can't he take Sanhagen's toughest shot? Yeah, he'll get knocked down. But if he gets right back up, like, keeps moving forward, like, it could be a little issue. I don't know, man. What a Sanhagen comes with that precision. And like Connor says, precision beats power. That's true. I was, And if anyone can do it, it is Sanhagen. His hands are so fast, too. Where, like, he might not have the power, but his speed. He'll hit you in three or four before you throw one. Hell, yeah. Officially, though, do you have him by stoppage? You have him by KO? You have him by submission? I, I have said him by. I got to go into decision. No, no, I'm like, I got said him by the fourth. And I don't, I got said him stopping it, yeah. 
Yeah, I got Ken Hayes stoppage too. And I think it'll be Doctor. I feel like Font's going to not want to quit, but like he's kind of for, or maybe like, we might, as bad as it sounds, we may see someone throw a towel in. No, 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 no. I don't like it. If it if it's because we saw we saw Rob Font's face after the Cheeto Vera fight, how puffed up it was and how bad it was, and he's like what thirty six years old at bantamweight. If Dan Hagen is like through, has done a lot of damage through four rounds, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm I'm just saying it now. It sounds bold right now, but this fight could it could be like a Volkanovski versus Korean Zombie type shit we're looking at. Damn, you really think it's gonna go down like that? If Font's hands were faster, I wouldn't feel like that. But Font's hands are not that fast. And this is somebody that's seen his his hands live in Miami. Yeah, like Giannis was just young. It's not like you're fighting against young talent. Like Sanhagen has fought the top tier. He made Cheeto Vera look like he shouldn't be in the UFC. That's why I'm saying this could potentially look really bad. So that's why, like, I don't know. But yeah, give me Sanhagen by by fucking stoppage here. Same, same, same. Punch it. Anything you want to say to everyone at home before we head out? I mean, you're you're gonna be the one that's there live. I mean, it's gonna be a fucking vibe out there. I'm not gonna get too much footage, but I'm gonna try to make little short little recaps of everything that goes down and probably record a lot of shit. So stay tuned, man. If you're out there in Nashville, hit up Max and the boys, Bourbon and Butter, the man, the boys are really um, really some cool people. So it's gonna be a vibe. I'm looking forward to it. All right, everybody. We got to get the fuck up out of here. As always, it's been a fucking blast talking some fighting with y'all. This is UFC Nashville, Sanhagen versus Font, which on paper, we've talked it top to bottom. This is a pretty stacked card. Stay tuned for the early prelims, the prelims in main card, ESPN, ESPN+. And if y'all didn't know, this was Paul Pick on Wyndham Concha. I was joined with Kev, Waterboy, Street Fight Enthusiast Savoy, and This has been Totally Blitz Podcast. If y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers.